Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. Uh, it's me, Steve Wraith, joined by Holly Blades, and just wanted to pay um, the utmost respect once again to this great man, Pavel Cernicek. Six years to the day since Pavel passed away, and uh, never a day goes by when I'm not thinking about the big man. Uh, rest in peace, Pavel. And lovely to hear from his family today, um, who've been up to the uh, the spot where he passed away and up to the grave uh, to lay some flowers. But uh, Pavel is a Geordie never forgotten. Holly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I've got my lucky scarf on. Uh, and it is now the new lucky scarf because Newcastle won. Manchester United won. Should have been a win. Uh, we only got a draw, Holly. Um, what was your views on the game? Definitely two points dropped, but I'm delighted with the draw. I think that's more than most of us expected from Manchester United. Uh, we absolutely just hammered them, really. Um Alan sent Maximin on his own, had more shots on target than the, than the entire Manchester United team combined, which I think says all you need to know about the game. Um, just such a change in form compared to like how we've been the past few weeks struggling. It's been slowly but surely improving under Eddie Howe, but that game, it was just fantastic. And if we keep up the momentum and the performances like that for the rest of the season, then there's no doubt in my mind that will easily steal. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a complete polar opposite um, to what we've seen against the other Manchester team only a week earlier, Man City. I mean, you know, Newcastle went for the jugular, didn't stop, and some outstanding performances. I mean, it, it's always unfair to pick out, you know, top performers in a great team performance. But, you know, Alison Maximan, uh, Sean, fantastic goal. John Joe Shelby, again, a powerhouse. Never thought I'd be saying that in the midfield. But man of the match for me had to be Joe Linton again. And I mean, you know, needless to say, and once again, I'll say it again, um, you know, I was wrong uh, about Joe Linton and, and me and many, many others, because many of us said that Joe Linton, you know, just, you know, was a complete flop. But he was a flop in the position he was playing. Um, you know, we've just got a manager now, a coach, whatever you want to call him, who has, who has, you know, got a hold of this kid and said, this is your position. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to play. And he's gone from, you know, being the biggest flop in, in Newcastle United's history. Uh, and he's looking more and more like a £40 million man every game. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It's a very welcome surprise, the change in form that Joe Linton shown this season. I think I was one of the many fans that doubted him. He struggled as a number nine. He had that shirt change to the seven. He's playing more in the midfield now and he's been fantastic week in, week out. Work rate, brilliant. And if he keeps playing like that, I think the £40 million, um, price tag might be just. Got his own song as well, uh, which is great. So, um, you know, amazing turnaround and, uh, you know, long may it continue. Tom... Got to say happy birthday to you, mate. Uh, I presume you're 21. I uh, saw that on Twitter and wish you all the best on there. Uh, he says, Eddie Howe's been forced to look in the January window for a striker. Well, Tom, I would hope he was already looking for one. Um, and obviously saying that the calf injury is expected to keep him out for months. It's positive news on the injury front. Um, Alan St. Maximin's injury is not a, not a bad injury at all. He should be available for our next fixture, whenever that will be. Um, and they reckon that Callum Wilson... Uh, should only be out for up to six uh, weeks, which, you know, isn't as bad as we first feared, Holly. 
Yeah, that's not bad at all. I think we'd definitely take that. There was a few players after that game that I thought um, could end up being out for a while, which would be a massive problem for us. Hopefully we do manage to recruit in January, of course, and strengthen. But yeah, delighted that St Maximum's injury isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be because although he hasn't been the best for a few games in that Manchester United game, I think he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Um, Callum Wilson, to be fair, uh, ran you know, ran himself into the ground. But it, I was really concerned when he pulled up and held the back of his leg. And I mean, subsequently in his interviews, uh, Eddie Howe said that, um, you know, Wilson had said he thought he'd been kicked in the leg. And that's never a good sign when there's no one near you and, and you have that kind of shooting pain up the back of your calf. Uh, but yeah, it's good news on the on, on the injury. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed uh, the guys get back in um, to training as soon as possible. Mr Midnight says, evening all. I think this postponement is a huge momentum shift for us. It gives ASM and Wilson a chance to be back for the reschedule, as well as the reinforcements. Important that Southampton gets binned too. I agree on the Southampton thing. I'd love to see that get postponed. Um, are you surprised at the reaction of other fans, Holly? Um, other games have been postponed. No one has batted an eyelid. Uh, suddenly Newcastle are calling their game off against Everton and people are saying it's a conspiracy. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I saw the uproar on social media from the Everton fans saying that, oh, Newcastle have just done this so that they can sign the players in January and put a better team out against us. It is just ridiculous. I think obviously we've had to prove that there's problems with um, injuries and COVID and we can't actually put a team out. And it's the same that every team's done this season. I mean, Everton had their Boxing Day fixture postponed, so I really don't get why it's different for us. But um, to say that there's any kind of conspiracy or corruption going on with the Premier League doing something in our favour, I think is the biggest joke of all because they've pretty much been working against us for the past year. Yeah, Mr Midnight also goes on to say Leeds versus Burnley coming up as a rough one but needs Spurs to do a job on Watford in a couple of days. Watford are, are sinking like a ship at the minute. like, And as you say, the African Cup of Nations is coming up and there's going to be a few players missing from some of these teams and luckily uh, we don't have that issue. So um, we just need to get the recruitment in early part of the window and hope that our injury list clears up sooner rather than later. Donald just reiterating what Mr Midnight said that the game's been postponed could be a blessing. And yeah, and about time too because I was, I was beginning to think that um, you know we haven't cottoned on that this could actually be part of a bigger plan. You know, we if we end up in this position, um, we could end up saving our season. And, um, and and you know, it's unfortunate that people have to contract COVID for this to happen. But you know, it, it's you know we've got to be treated as fairly as everybody else else in the league. So let's hope that uh, let's hope that the Southampton game is off as well. Uh, good evening, everybody saying good evening. And Troll says, I'm a bit worried if the rumours about me and Tarkowski is true. Not much better than what we've got already. Yeah, I mean, look, the merry-go-round in the papers has been going on for, for months now about, you know, since the takeover went through in October, we've been linked from everybody to, you know, from... And Mbappe to Tarkowski and, you know, um, you know, we've been linked with Connor Cody, we've been linked with Kieran Trippier quite heavily in recent weeks. Um, I never pay much attention to any of these things, Holly, I've got to be honest. I wait until, uh, you know, they're wearing the strip or they're, they're holding the scarf on the pitch. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, Tarkowski and me, I mean, if they came in, what would your thoughts be? I, I would just be happy to have more defenders in. I've got to be perfectly honest. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think there can be any worse than some of the defenders we've played this season, the likes of Kieran Clark and Lascelles, although they haven't been too bad for the past couple of games, but across the season they've been appalling. So I'd be delighted to bring anyone in, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't read too much into the transfer rumours because I think we get linked with pretty much every single football player in the world at some stage or another. 
Um, and the only player I'd say that's probably got any weight in it is Kieran Trippier. It looks like that could be a possibility. Doug Hall reckons Eddie Howe is definitely a football whisperer. He's got our squad thinking they can play. I mean, to be honest, I, I think what he does is he, he works well with the players. And if you, you buy into his philosophy, it's not difficult. He's, he's also... Um, a good man manager. I mean, I've heard some stories, and I'm sure most most of you have on some of these chat shows with with ex players who played with him or played for him. And um, he's quite a you know quite a, a straight talker in the dressing room, and that's really important. And he's not afraid to give a, a you know a, a crossword out if need be. So I think you'll have got the respect in that dressing room quite early, and I think that is the most important thing. Once you've gained the respect of the players, then you know you're, you're in a really good position. But I also think he works well with youngsters, Holly, and and I think I think one of the most significant things that's that's going to be addressed in this uh, transfer window is the return of Matty Longstaff. Uh, and I've said this to a few of my mates. Some people rate Matty higher than Sean. Thought Sean had a good game against Manu, by the way. I think that's his, one of his best games since Howe came came into the club. But I think Matty Longstaff will revel in this. He's got a clean slate. He comes back. There was definitely a player in there. Let's not forget that wonderful goal he scored, the winner against uh, Manchester United. But I think that could be that could be pivotal for him and for us as well. I think we'll see. I think we'll see a a, a, a big change in Matty Longstaff. What's your thoughts on that? I think it felt as though Matty Longstaff's career at Newcastle was finished um, for a spell of time under Steve Bruce as well. Got sent out on loan to Aberdeen, hasn't really done anything there, hasn't had a lot of game time. So it would make sense to bring him back because he's not progressing as a player at Aberdeen. Um, and I think you're right. I think that definitely Eddie Howe could make a player of Matty Longstaff because there's no doubt that he has got talent. He made an instant impression when he came into the side, hit the ground running, scored the winner against Manu on his debut, scored again when we played them at Old Trafford that season. Um, and unfortunately, his form dipped a little bit. But I think certainly there's a player in there and he could play a big part this season. Graham Coleman says, would never knock a draw against Manu, but I feel that three points lost. Nevertheless, well done. Did you feel like it was... Did you, when you came out of the ground, did you think it was three points lost or a point gained? A point gained. I think there was a little bit of disappointment there because we definitely were the better side by far and it was kind of unfair that we did only get a point out of that game. But it's more than I expected before the game and the performance we put in was phenomenal, so I couldn't really complain. Yeah, I thought so as well. I, I I didn't come out of that disappointed. And I think we've had a lot of experience in this season going to the matches together with your dad, Holly. <laughs> you know, that we've come out of a lot of grounds disappointed. And that certainly didn't feel like a disappointment. In the second half as well, they changed things. Uh, and those substitutions were always going to play that part. Cavani coming on, who was for me the best player on the night, um, and of course got the goal, um, meant that Fernandez was dropping deeper and wasn't whinging as much, which he spent virtually the entire first half doing. And I think that tactical change, you know, tied in with the, the you know, the, the losses to our team with the likes of Wilson and ASM having to go off, it changed the game. Um, the thing that was pleasing for me, and I think you'll be able to back us up on this, having watched many a collapse already, like from our back four this season and team in general, is that hit with that adversity, we didn't fold like a pack of cards and what we've seen is with some of our relegation rivals in recent weeks is them falling like a pack of cards and that was a big thing for us against the team and forget forget about Man United not being the Man United that they were 10 years ago this is still Manchester United this is still one of the biggest if not the biggest club in in, in you know in the world one of the biggest clubs in the world um as far as 
support is concerned and as, as far as Brandon is concerned, we've got a long way to catch up with, with Man United for that, but I'm sure we will and I'm sure we can surpass them with what we've got at our club. But that was still a good point and we didn't collapse and we could have lost that game 3-1, 4-1 if their players had upped the game and, and got, in, got into us after that equaliser went in. Yeah, I was worried for a brief moment when they scored that equaliser that the heads would drop and they'd be happy to take kind of a narrow defeat. Um, thankfully, the crowd got behind the team. They put in the effort and were constantly trying to get that second goal, which unfortunately didn't come. I don't know how because the amount of times we hit the bar went wide, stuff like that. We had some great chances. Um, but yeah, it's just unfortunate that I think we went into the second half only scoring one goal because I think if we scored a second goal before the second half started, I think we would have went on to win that game. Shieldsy, good evening. He says, uh, Sean Longstaff played well, but concerned his form will drop again if he signs a new contract. Uh, you know, we've discussed this as well on the show quite a few times, but I think I always feel with Sean Longstaff, he came back from an injury. He was rushed back, I think, by Steve Bruce. I might be wrong, but I think he was rushed back. And I just think, you know, certain players take different lengths of time to recover from, from cruciate ligaments. And, and that team was bruised. They were all playing well below par. And as we know now, they were all a lot less fitter than they should have been for Premiership footballers. And I think Sean Longstaff's career could be resurrected as well, Holly. Yeah, I do. I'm inclined to believe that Matty Longstaff will make more of an improvement because I think he's a player that has a bit more of an attack and flair, someone that kind of suits Eddie Howe's idea of how he wants to play football. Sean Longstaff's a bit more defensive, but I think he did very well against Manchester United. And I don't think it was necessarily a, a case of he signed a new contract and then his form dropped. I think it was the same as you. Um, he had that injury under Rafa Benitez in the early days when he first broke into the side. And I think it was more of a confidence thing. He was worried to go in for challenges and tackles, but he held his own in that Man U game. And I'd love to see his form improve and have both brothers in the midfield together. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ronaldo should have been off, Tom, no doubt about it. But they spend a lot of time whinging Man United, don't they? I mean, that was that was one thing that uh, Neville picked up as well. And um, I, I rewatched the game when I got back in and uh, he was saying at half time, you know, they're just a bunch of whingers. And they are, yeah, and, and prima donnas, teams. That, and I, I predicted this at the start of the season. If you go back to the uh, one of the shows at the start of the season, I talked about Ronaldo signing um, for Manchester United. And I said it would be a, it would be a nightmare. For them, for them to even get on in the dressing room, him and Pogba, two huge egos, and and that clearly seems to be an issue. There's whispers of Ronaldo wanting to go to Barcelona now, which uh, which will be rather uh, strange. So we'll see. Stappy, even in both, uh, he says, Tune's starting to look lively since Eddie's arrival. I've eaten humble pie. I didn't have any faith in Joe Linton, but I think he's been brilliant under Eddie. A lot of people asking us on Twitter um, whether Supermac will be eating humble pie. Well, believe you me, the dog and parrot, he's already done it, but I'm sure he will when we get him on next week, when we get back to normal service being resumed. I am sure that Supermac will uh, give you an honest opinion on Joe Linton. But I think a lot of these people who are looking for a little bit of a bite on Twitter, um, and there's been a bit of that over the last 24 hours. Once again, um, I, I tend not to bite uh, these days, but I do, I do, you know, stand me ground when it's something to do with Newcastle United's football team. And yeah, I, I had a right pop at Joe Linton on more than one occasion. Joe Shinton, in fact, I, critic, uh, I actually christened him at one point because after the after Bobby Shinton, of course, who was a record goal scorer at Newcastle with less than 10 goals in one season, and. I make no apologies for that because he was absolutely bloody useless. But look at him now. He's making people eat their words. And that's all you want. And, and we all know that the £40 million price tag wasn't his fault. 
But anybody who brought him in as a striker and told the manager, this is a striker, and told the owner, this is a striker who's going to score your goals, they should be given that P45. Because clearly, Joe Linton is not a striker. He's not a forward. He's a great central defensive midfield player um, who will put a shift in for you. And he's clear that he's clearly reveling in the fact that he's got somebody now who's discovered this and who's also very good at man management and working with young players and getting the best out of young players. So, you know, Twitter's a funny old place and never it'll never change. Um, I don't I don't really want it to, to be perfectly honest, because it's all about debate. But yeah, I think everybody's eating humble pie stuff, getting back to your point. Yeah, no, uh, you've had a great 24 hours as well uh, on Twitter. Question for you both. First minute of the game, Fraser's pulled back by Maguire. More contact than Clark on Pookie. Fraser stays on his feet. Should he go down? Great question. Um, for me, I've always, as a manager of a Sunday team for 20 years, did I ever encourage my forwards to go down or forward players? Yes, I did. Because... If you can gain an advantage and get a penalty out of it, all the better for you. So my answer to that is yes. I'm not sure whether Holly is as corrupt as I am in that, that regard. Holly, what would you say? What would you say? I'm a little bit split on that because I think obviously if you can get an advantage, then you want to go for it. But at the same time, nothing annoys me more than when a player goes down when they don't need to go down. I mean, granted, it's usually when it's the opposition team that's doing it, not so much when Newcastle do it. But I suppose if I'm being fair, then I think no player should go down when there's no need to. But, you know, if we could get a free kick or a penalty, then I'm not going to complain. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's the same, same for everybody, and it, and it, you know, both teams will be the same. Uh, I'm sure uh, all teams are the same. I, I don't like all this diving around outside the box uh, and people rolling multiple times. Manchester United have got a couple of players who are very good at that. We've got Alison Maximin who uh, has been very good at that over the years. Uh, but again, it's part of the game, and unless there's a rule brought in to stamp it out, you know, we're going to be stuck with it. I'm afraid they've tried in in similar ways and shapes and forms to stamp out other rogue elements getting into the game but you know it's it's something which is we're stuck with trolls j7 soon to be the best midfielder in the league in my opinion and we did christen him j7 uh and i've seen a few of the young saying oh yes you'll be saying you did this and you're saying you did that but look j7 came from this show we called him j7 and go back through the shows i know it'll hurt you to sit and watch us all talk with common sense again but go back through the shows You'll watch my journey uh, from last season when I said I was going to give Joe Linton a fair crack of the whip and give him 10 games. And I gave him 10 games and I actually said he's improvement slowly but surely. And we've had one or two on here. Holly, Liam, uh, who've said, actually, Joe Linton, there's something in there. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that we're, we're leaders of a pack here. All I'm saying is the cult is very rarely wrong. Um, and if you haven't joined the cult, join us today. Uh, Keith Moore says, look like Newcastle are getting a rest for the next two games. It's a holiday for us to get the players fit again. See what he did there? Yeah, I do see what he did. Very clever play on words. <laughs> yeah, very clear. Yeah, and I mean, it, listen, we deserve a time off just like everybody else, don't we? Yeah, we do. And honestly, the amount of games we've played when other teams have had their games cancelled, some teams have had four, five games cancelled, something like that. It's getting a bit ridiculous. I think we need a rest because we are struggling with fitness massively. NUFC TV says Wilson needs to be replaced. He's too injury prone. He needs people up there with him. Uh, you know, I'm, I find it bizarre that some of the papers headlines online at the minute are Newcastle changing transfer policy, having to bring striker in. Surely to God we're looking for a striker in the first place. 
Um, that just means we need two. Um, we've got money, so go out and spend it. That's what I would say. Um, really, really weird to, to see some of the media saying that we weren't even going for a forward. I find that bizarre. Um, Brian says, 99% thought Joe Linton was not up to it. Correct. Great to be proven wrong. Fair play to the lad. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, and look, there is some people who said, oh, he's a, there's a player in there and blah, blah, blah. And fair play to you. Well done. And, and, and some people saying that you should support players through thick and thin. It's very difficult when you go into the games, home and away, watching crap, you know, and, you know, seeing players not put a, a shift in or just, you know, walking off the pitch without a bead of sweat on them. And that's what, that's what was happening under Bruce. I don't care what anybody says. I can pick out four or five players. I'm not going to, but there's four or five players who should never have worn the shirt again under Bruce. They're different players under Eddie Howe. So were they playing to get him out? Were they, you know, were they, were they, were they you know, just not, not bothered, just wanting to pick up a wage? Who knows? Um, who knows? But look, it's in the past. Let's concentrate on the future. Let's hope we have a bloody good transfer window. And let's hope, you know, we, we, we survive and we go on. In the words of Bill Shankly at Liverpool, go on to build a great bastion of invincibility because that's what we all want. And I'm pretty sure that can happen. Tom wishes he was 21 again. So you're not 21, Tom. OK. Uh, six weeks is enough time to bring in reinforcements, Donal. Yeah, you are right. Richard says, what really pleased me was when, when ASM and Wilson went down, we were arguably a bigger threat. Still pressed, still went for it. Murphy really impressed up the wing. Yeah, look, the subs came on. And like that, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier on, Holly, that we, we didn't chuck it. We didn't collapse like a pack of cards. And there's been signs of life in all of the games that we've been doing. That, you know, yeah, Liverpool, with the exception of Leicester, the Liverpool game, there was there was there was a period in that game where we thought actually we're doing okay. Here. Man City, a little period here. There's been little periods here and there. We won our first game against Burnley. The Norwich game we had were backs against the wall because of Clark's stupid sending off. But there's been signs in these games that Eddie Howe has been in charge. There's been signs of life. And if you know, it felt against Man United that would finally reached it. And he's got to keep them at that level now. He's got to keep them at that consistency. But if everyone's playing at the same game plan, Almiron coming in and, and Murphy coming in, and whoever comes in to fill the gaps while players are out, you know, if everyone's everyone's tuned into the system, it all bodes well. Yeah, it does board well. I've been a big fan of Eddie Howe's kind of improvements that he's made ever since he's came into the football club. There was a few people that were saying it feels no different to how it was under Steve Bruce at first. And there was periods where I suppose you could argue that like that Leicester game. But overall, I think you have seen a massive improvement um, from the offset in terms of fitness. Um, and every game it's been getting a little bit better. And I think that Man United game really really showed what an improvement he has made in such a little amount of time. The substitutions worked very, very well. Great mentality. I thought it was harsh that Murphy didn't start the game um, because I think he didn't really do a lot to get dropped. I thought he's been playing very, very well. Again, when he came on off the bench, he did play well. So I'd like to see him starting games, to be honest, Jacob Murphy, because I think he does make a big impact in the Newcastle United team. Yeah, war flags were great as well. The atmosphere was superb. I mean, one of my mates, Alfie Dobson, said that the atmosphere wasn't good. Now, this is the first game he's been to in six years. So, I'm not sure what, you know, he was sitting at the Leaser's end. Um, but I thought the Gallagher end was superb. I think the Gallagher corner and the, the in fact, the whole Gallagher end per se was singing at, at periods during the game, which doesn't normally happen. It's usually just the, it's usually just the strawberry corner um, and a smattering around the ground. 
But I felt that Gallagher was almost, whew, at times, they were, you know, they were bang, you know. It was, it was great, I thought. Yeah, it was. I think it's been the best atmosphere for years. Um, definitely just kind of from kick-off all the way to 90 minutes, people were singing behind the team, Sing Your Hearts Out for the Lads Got Sung, which I thought was fantastic. It was electric at that point. You had the East Stand joining in. Uh, most of the ground and it was certainly very loud where I am granted I am in the strawberry corner but yeah it was a lot louder than most games yeah John Spence says what do you think of the Southampton manager saying we are using COVID as an excuse for injuries I think the bloke's an absolute knacker uh, to be honest I think what he's come out with is absolute garbage um, and because they're on a good run of course he wants to play Newcastle when they've got you know no St Maximin or no Wilson as, as, as we're led to believe Looks like ASM could probably have played in that game if it goes ahead. Um, but for him to come out and say that is bang out of order. And as I said at the start of the programme, so many other fans online having a pop saying Newcastle's pulling a flanker, Newcastle's pulling a fast one. It's ridiculous, really. You know, it, it really is. This could have all been avoided if the Premier League had done what they should have done, which was cancel games for two weeks. Um, because now we've got this ludicrous situation where fans, you know, are scrabbling around now trying to cancel buses or hotels or whatever. Uh, it, 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 it has a knock-on effect with fans. And, of course, the Premier League and, you know, the FA and, and, and whatever don't give monkeys about fans. We know that. Um, but, yeah, what, what do you make of the Southampton manager's comments? Ridiculous comments. I think, again, suits their agenda. Of course, they're on a good run of form. They want to play in Newcastle when... We're not on the best run. We have had a good game just then, but before that, we weren't on the best run. Have injuries, obviously have COVID problems, um, and arguably sent Maxman and Callum Wilson are two of our best players. So without them in the side, you know, we'd be a, a very weakened team. But ultimately, everyone's had a game cancelled this season at some stage or another for whatever reasons. And, you know, our times came where we're struggling, we can't field a full team. So we've had to have that break. And I think people need to just accept it, to be honest. I think what the problem is, is that they're worried that we're going to sign some big names in January and it's going to be a lot harder to beat us, but they're just going to have to suck it up. Yeah, yeah, no, reckons that uh, Maguire's challenges through the back of Wilson uh, contributed to his injury and his assault on ASM. Yeah, Maguire was was stinking. Um, we had bloody Man United fans sitting behind us and I turned to them and, uh, you know, a lot of people were shouting abuse at them, but I was having a bit crap with them. And I just I just genuinely felt that, you know, that, that you know, you look at Liverpool buying Van Dijk um, and they bought Maguire. Um, but you just couldn't understand why they spent that kind of money on, on him. Uh, you really couldn't. He was useless, absolutely useless. And we... You know, we haven't got the greatest forward line, but we made them look we made them look pathetic. Um, but yeah, he did foul people. Uh, there's no no doubt uh, uh, about it. Um, just, do you think the Southampton game will be cancelled too, Tom? It looks inevitable. I don't see how any team could pull itself round from COVID. And of course, we have restrictions on on isolation periods, etc. And um, I think I think a lot of this negativity towards Newcastle cancelling the Everton game is because it was worded in a, you know in like they should never have included the word injuries. I don't know who on earth put that out, but why include injuries? Because then it looks as if you're trying to get an unfair advantage. It was COVID. It's a COVID outbreak. That's what it is. So, you know, there is a, there is COVID within the squad. And ultimately, that is why the game is being cancelled. So, you know, I just... Whoever wrote that or whoever put that out, is, is that's why the problem, problem is being caused. People are highlighting the fact that it's injuries. People watch the game and go, oh, well, ESM and Wilson's out. Newcastle's trying to get the game called off. It's nothing to do with that. Now, ESM's... In fairness, we're not the only team that's done that. There's another team that said it got cancelled because of injuries. Who was that? Do you know? I can't remember who it was now, but I did read yeah. it. 
Stupid though. Stupid to mention injuries. Injuries have got nothing to do with it. Because if you say injuries, then surely the Premier League would turn around and say, no, you can't have the game cancelled because injuries are part and parcel of having a squad. But if it's COVID, that's a different matter. So clearly it's the COVID situation that has allowed the game to be postponed or the Premier League wouldn't have allowed it. Uh, a few pints says, now the stage is set for the board. Fans, how and players have done their bit. Yep, very true. John Askew says, we weren't wrong about J7. He was signed as a striker. They've stumbled by accident on a position he seems to be good at. I hope he continues to thrive. John, I would put credit to Howe's way. I think Howe has gone in and seen this guy and said, oh, he'd be good in there. And I, I, I think if it was Steve Bruce, I think I would agree if he'd put him in there, I think I would have said stumbled. I think Eddie Howe's done this. But there again, you could be right. Rafa Benitez did it. I'm trying to think of a player Rafa Benitez did with it. You could probably say Sean Longstaff. He didn't trust young players. He, he likes to play experienced players. He had to put Sean Longstaff in, and Sean Longstaff rose to the challenge, and he was great. Um, but it's it's about playing a player at a position. Um, I'll come back to us on that. Maybe you guys in the chat have uh, have got a suggestion, but I, I get where you're coming from. Um, the longer we can delay our fixtures, says Jeff, uh, the better, as far as I can see. No doubt about that. Munch says, uh, man of the match was Joe Linton. Just hope all fans don't jump on his back when he has a bad game or two. Yeah, he's had he's had a, he's had a lot of them, uh, but yeah, I don't think people will. Um, NUSC TV says, I'm really hoping we don't mess around in January. We need deals done early doors, mainly in defence and a striker. Yeah, they've had a lot of time to prepare for this. It would be a crying shame if we messed around and didn't get anybody until later on in the window. Um, it needs to be it needs to be early and earlier, the better. Uh, Josh, good evening, mate. I hope you're doing well. Follow Josh on Twitter. He does a lot of great work. Uh, be a game changer with uh, Newcastle United. And um, yeah, fantastic video. We had Josh on the show a couple of weeks ago um, prior to Christmas. Uh, always a pleasure, Josh. And uh, we will catch up in the uh, new year. Uh, Stappy says, we need players who are up and ready to fight from signing. Can't afford a grace period or settling in period. Yeah, we need players who are going to hit the ground running, Holly. Yeah, we do. Preferably ones with plenty of Premier League experience, I think, is the key. If you sign players from abroad in the likes of La Liga or the Bundesliga, then I think it'll be it'll be difficult because it takes time for those players to adapt. Yeah, Stephen Richardson says we're heavily linked to um, to Holgate in January. Lots of players were heavily linked to. Um, if you believed every single one of them, would have to have 600 new players coming in. So we'll wait and see. Big thank you to Spider VPN. Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of your search list for all your internet security. They are the boys to trust. Thanks for your sponsorship. Thanks also to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pays you go waste collection thanks also to lng family funeral directors or 19138972245 and to garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists you can find them at www.gohd.com thanks also to arcot interiors uh, based uh, on heaton road in newcastle google them uh, for all your kitchen needs and big thank you to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Uh, also, Jab Signature, who do our flyers. You can find them at jabsignature.co.uk. And I'm uh, repping my new tracksuit. Thank you, Jab. Uh, nice of you to send that.
that too isn't good to see you over Christmas. First time viewer to the channel, please subscribe. We've got an extra 150 subscribers in the last seven days. So thank you to you. And uh, just hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner. And it's as simple as that. You can subscribe for free. We give all of our shows away for free. There is no member's content. Uh, you just simply click Newcastle Legends logo and that's it. If you want to become a member, you can click join. It does help us. It helps provide um, better stuff uh, for podcasts. And uh, there's going to be a few changes in the new year. Uh, we are going to get the studio set up. And uh, so you will see a few different changes coming up in the new year. So if you want to join and become a member, please do. Uh, you can also like the video again free. Hit the thumb up under the video below. And you can like the video. Click share to share your other social media. And drop in your comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. And uh, we've got a few admin in there who are on tonight. Big thank you to them. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, and other podcast providers. The show usually goes up 24 hours after the main event. And if you want to become a, a cult member, um, and this does come with a few perks, uh, scan your phone over that and you will be taken to the website and you can get a membership pack, an NUFC Matters membership pack. And you go into the monthly draw. Now, last year's um, gift prize, whatever you want to call it for the members draw, uh, was a PlayStation 5. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic prize that we've also given away tickets for games. Uh, so it's well worth joining. Uh, just scan over that today and that takes you straight to the page. Now, COVID permitting, uh, this event will still be going ahead Sunday afternoon, the 30th of January. Peter Beardsley. Tickets are still available on Woucher and on Groupon uh, at discounted prices. Uh, well worth getting your tickets for that. Uh, so tickets still available on Woucher and Group 1. We're still supporting the food bank as well. The match day bucket uh, is operational 365 days of the year. Go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and uh, you can make a virtual donation to the food bank and uh, done very well with those donations. Thank you to everybody who has uh, put in. And uh, there is the Christmas jumper still up for grabs. I'm going to run this till, uh, let's see, 8 o'clock tonight. Um, this is for the food bank, walking in a Keegan Wonderland. It was the Christmas jumper for the food bank. And uh, get your bids in at Steve Wraith on Twitter. It's pinned at the top. Make your bid. And whoever has the final bid tonight uh, will be the winner. And I am coming back on at about quarter past seven. Those of you who are interested in the true crime stuff that I do, um, we are doing the Steve Wraith Podcast Awards, the best and worst of YouTube's true crime podcasts. Uh, well worth a watch. Uh, I've gone through some of my particular favourites and some that I don't particularly like. And uh, give, just giving a little review. So uh, if you enjoy your true crime stuff, worth popping in. And the chat should be lively as well. It always is on those particular shows. Okay, back to the uh, questions. And uh, why not Gale on for Wilson, says John Askew. Now, I was just pleased to see Dwight Gale come on, Holly, because I've been saying and banging on all season, why on earth, and a lot of people in the chat have, why on earth is he on the bench if he's not going to get on? But he, he did get on the pitch. And I mean, you know, he, uh, we've got to use him if we're paying him and he's on the bench and he's fit. We've got to use him. Yeah, we do, especially when injuries are as much of an issue as they are currently. I think Dwight Gale is someone that I've wanted to see given a chance all season. The spells where he's done well in this team, um, specifically towards the end of that lockdown season that we had. But unfortunately, you know, he never seems to get a look in. 
wasn't really fair to judge him after the short amount of time that he did get on the pitch because we didn't really get to see enough of him to actually give a, a fair assessment of how we played. Um, but I think, you know, aside from Callum Wilson, he's probably the best we have in front of goal. Yeah, I mean, that goal he scored against Norwich at the start of the season was a great goal and I just thought he would have had a bit more, you know, a bit more of a run out this year, but clearly not at the moment. NUST says um, both long staffs need sold on not good enough for the Premier League. We need them at the moment, though, for me. Um, and, you know, unless there's going to be, you know, replacements coming in, I would keep a hold of them, you know, for the, for the rest of this season, Holly, would you? Yeah, I would. And I think we've got more to see coming from Sean and Matty Longstaff. I don't think they're quite finished yet. I think Matty Longstaff will do well under Eddie Howe. You know, you heard it here first. Um, maybe I should write it on some kind of bit of paper and date it just so that uh, I'm not accused of making things up. Um, you know, or log this show as the Matty Longstaff prediction show. But I still think, yeah, I think he'd do all right. Paul Sprague says, two need to buy the Wolves back four. Third best defence in the whole league. Only conceded 14 goals. Paul, yeah, we do need an entirely new back four. So uh, I'm not quite sure Wolves would sell them. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. We, we do need a new back four. Um, you know, the, uh, you know Fernandez is clearly an issue. Uh, Dummett clearly an issue. Um, you know, the, the other guys, you know, not good enough. Um, there's no doubt about it. You know, it depends how much money we're going to spend though. Fernandez and Ronaldo whinge like spoiled Benz and Smith's toys. <laughs> says Double, have you got experience of this in the past? Uh, Tom says, I'm realistic. I think Newcastle will stay up this season. Question is, who do you think will get relegated? I think Leeds, Norwich and Burnley. Holly, what's your thoughts on relegation? I think Norwich, Burnley and Watford will be the three that goes down. I think I think Watford will go um, as well. I think it's going to go at the last couple of weeks of the season. Uh, and I wouldn't say that Newcastle will be out of it by then. Um, I, you know, it's going to take some doing. But uh, yeah, I think Watford definitely will, will be the other team. What, Watford... Watford, Norwich, you know, Brentford could be in there as well. Brentford aren't, aren't a great team. Um, yeah, I, we'll give it some thought. We'll give it some thought. But I, I think Watford, Watford and Norwich are definite. It's, it's the third team. It'll be interesting to see what everybody in the chat uh, thinks. Uh, Staffy says, a bit of man management and support from Eddie and his team. And you see players like the Longstaffs improve. We've already seen the magic they've done with Joe Linton. Yeah, it's a point we were making earlier. Uh, Kyle, um, you're, a, you're a Manchester fan, not a United fan. We're, we're United. I'm a, I'm a Manchester fan. And I was at the game on Monday. Newcastle looked really good. You keep playing like that, no way you will go down. Kyle, thanks for joining us. And I'm only joking. It's, it's a big thing with us, this whole United thing. Um, but... Nice to hear that. And I've heard that from a lot of Manchester United support and fans who I know um, have said exactly the same. The one thing I didn't expect, Kyle, was to come back from Liverpool and one of my scouse mates to say, hey, hard lines, mate, hard lines. Uh, another defeat for you to go back on the road. Who's that Brazilian lad? He's great. And I was like, oh, mate, this is Joe Linton again. Joe Linton. People wanting to sign him next. We'll be like... <laughs> Beating people up with sticks. He couldn't have predicted this six or seven weeks ago. I uh, hope you have a good new year anyway, Kyle. Uh, Stephen Richardson, disappointed the Newcastle game was called up as I have Amazon. I never thought of that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people disappointed because they've lost money as well. Because, you know, I've seen, I've seen Amanda from Shambles Travel having backwards and forwards with people about, you know, the game. The, you know, she has to outlay on the bus. She has to outlay on tickets. She outlays on quite a few things. Um, and, you know, some people say, I want my money back. Well, you know, you've got to bear in mind, you know, that 
these things happen and, you know, she's going to carry it over to the next game. So it, it, it is a nightmare for people. Uh, certainly helps that he's playing in his favourite position, says Rob. NUFT TV says Joe Linton's the new Vieira. Uh, not quite that good yet, but I know where you're coming from. Tom says perhaps Milligans can bring out a humble pie to go with a kebab pasty for those of us who criticise Joe Linton. I'll happily take my slice. It's a good idea. Holly, can you get on with your contact? Oh, well, I'll let them know. You never know. They might knock something up. Donald says, Joe Linton's shown what a strong character he has. Yeah. We've all called Joe Linton, says Doug. It's great that he's proved us wrong. Alan says, Longstaff's not good enough. One really good game. We need much better quality. He can't be the future. As I say, new manager, let's see what he does. Let's see what happens with the Longstaffs. I'll be very interested to see what happens. Players can change. Joe Linton's a prime example. Jordy Toombalife, you can't praise someone who plays terrible every week. You should comment on a game-by-game basis. And when you earn respect for performances, it gives you time in the bank. Joel Linton has been unplayable. Yeah, very true. It's a good point, that. Um, good point, well made, I, I, I would agree. All Amazon games called off will be shown on Amazon when they eventually played, says Aidan Brophy. Thank you, Aidan, for that update. Ryan, I'm sure you'll be tuning into the podcast awards at quarter past seven. Great performance by us, but it still could not take our chances against a drunk Man U. J7 is an absolute revelation. I'm not sure they were drunk, but um, they were certainly argumentative, um, if that's what you mean. They were... It's just Man United just haven't been the same since Ferguson left, have they, at all. They're, they're, and they're getting progressively worse, uh, no doubt about it. Um, is this something I can read? Jamie says, uh, I went to school with Ryan Fraser. He was the same at Aberdeen Football Club. And even in the school team, he was always a diver. Jamie, now wrong with that, son. Now to, Tom Daly's a diver. Look what's happened to him. Uh, John, John Justice Allen says, after what happened with J7, should we try Manquillo as a number nine? <laughs> That's got to be a comment of the comment of the night so far. That like, can you not tweet that now? Add it to tweet of the week. That's an absolute belt of that, John. Uh, we should have had um should have had a pen Fernandez on Fraser. Yeah, I mean, watch that back, and it was definitely a penalty. Yeah, I thought it was a penalty as well. Yeah, and I mean, we don't agree on everything, but I genuinely thought that was a I genuinely thought that was a penalty. Uh, Julie, uh, good evening. Personally, hate players celebrating getting a penalty, let alone taking them. Not in the spirit, but I'm old fashioned, I guess. Uh, yeah, celebrating getting a penalty. I can understand fans celebrating getting a penalty, but not players. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and you can't celebrate anything these days because of VAR. Not that it affects us in Newcastle because we don't have VAR at Newcastle. We're we're too far up north to have VAR. It doesn't work um, at all. So yeah, but I I get where you're coming from. I, celebrating a penalty is awkward because if you miss it. You've got egg in your face, haven't you? Uh, Doug says, I'm worried that the same people are behind our transfers. We might get a good striker in playing in goal for the first six months. Doug, yeah, I mean, it is the same. It is the same people. That is the problem who are scouting. But hopefully they're scouting with a better list and a bigger budget. And hopefully that means that we will get better players. Uh, We do need two strikers. Uh, Igalo's decent cover. Um, I mean, look, anybody, anybody. We just need to get we need to get players in. Uh, John says to apologise for Joe Linton. The past is almost laughable. He's been played in every position, uh, but in goal and been terrible in all of them. He's playing well now and deserves the credit. Yeah, it, as I say, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, Thomas Wilson says uh, Newcastle should go for Frank Kessie. My personally tipped the new Teori. Uh, Thomas, good shout. 
Again, we will wait and see. Uh, I've got absolutely no idea what that says or what it means. Um, and the fact that it's in foreign and it's got a dot thing on the bottom means that I'm going to block that person. So goodbye. Uh, Tom says, with Wilson out injured, would you give Gale a chance to play up front? He might score some goals for us and impress our fans. I would play Gale 100%. Holly? Yeah, I would play Gale if Wilson's not available. I think he's definitely got some goals in him. It just depends if he hits the form from the offset. But unfortunately, it's difficult for any striker, I think, because they're really not getting the service. We've seen Callum Wilson very isolated up top. Yeah, GA7 is better because he's got a modern coach who understands the Premier League rather than Dinosaur Bruce, says AD. Yeah, and that's that's the point. It's a new coach coming in, and that's why I say the Longstaffs will probably benefit as well. Look what happened to Lewis before his injury. Lewis has progressed. He's suddenly in the team. He looks confident. He was going he was going great guns before Liverpool. So, you know, I think the young'uns understand how. Definitely do. And he's got and he's getting a tune out of the old fiddle that's Shelby. Um, you know, I didn't expect that at all. And I'm not a Shelby fan. I've said that many times, but Christ don't I? I I'm clapping the guy off the pitch now. I'm getting close to singing the song again. Um bizarre, absolutely bizarre. John Brown says, we're all wrong about Cisco and Boomsong. Should we have given them two seasons playing uh, so that one day they find a bit of form? OK, John, that's the flip side of it. Yeah, I, and I can go back to Rob MacDonald, Frank Pingle, Wayne Faraday, you name it. Um, I can reel off a load of players. Mark Stimson, who used to cross the ball one way and one way only from one corner flag to the other. I, I can name hundreds of players like that. But Joe Linton's a different case here. He's, you know... They spent forty million on them, and, and there is a player in there. Uh, Jeff bringing us back down to earth with a bump. Still thirty-one percent possession, but still managed thirteen shots on uh, and eight on target. Yeah, that was that's true. Thirty-one percent possession is, you know, it's not all about possession. It's about having shots on goal, and we're starting to do that. Brian, thank you, mate. He says, I remembered it, Steve, about Joe Linton and J7, so fair play, it did happen. There we go. Um, can you put that in a, in the post, Brian, and send it to us so that I can have it if I need to go to court over this? Uh, Eddie Howe says, uh, no, Donald says, Eddie Howe has shown what new ideas can bring to a team. And um, the East Stand was rocking, says Dave. And that's down to Dave, probably, uh, after his stint on the food bank. Gallagher's Strawberry Corner is class, the atmosphere-wise. Um, is Alfie deaf? Oh, this is getting back to my comments about me, mate. Um, no, he's not deaf. He's, he's a big lad, though. He might have missed it with uh, just with his height, etc. I just don't know. I, I, I really didn't understand why on earth he was asking um, asking about those things. Uh, seeing the atmosphere was poor. I just didn't understand it. He, he sometimes watches. Um, oh, God, I've got another one of those spammers. Right, hold on. I'm blocking that. Um, Okay, uh, as it's coming up with 30 years since the start of The Entertainers, will you be doing any shows with any players? We'd love to see a show with Killer Kill Klein. We will be bringing some players' shows back. I've got a few things in the pipeline, Andrew. Yes, 100%. Um, so some of them aren't te technical um, and can't do things online. Uh, but from our perspective, um, yes, we will be doing some more stuff. Uh, Sean, Sean Murray says... Um, what do you think of Phillips from Leeds? Could really be uh, good, in my opinion, Holly. Calvin Phillips, I think, is a good player. I don't think he's been as good this season as he was the season before. But, um, yeah, I would like him in the Newcastle side. Of course, he's had a stint with England as well, done pretty well. Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, Everton had injuries for the Burnley game as well as COVID and got postponed. Just getting back to what we were uh, talking about earlier on. 
Joe Linton is an upgrade to Sissoko, says Gary. He's better athlete and much better on the ball, in his opinion. Uh, Jersey Mag says, uh, do you think Eddie Howe can coach Gale to score goals in the Premier League, Holly? I don't think Dwight Gale is ever going to be a goal scorer in the Premier League that scores 10 goals plus. I just don't think he's got that in him. He's around 30 now as well. He's probably edging towards retirement. But do I think he could do better than he has done in the previous management under Eddie Howe? Yes, I do. Big shout out to Richard, uh, our friend from Wales, uh, who we met at the Dog and Parrot. He says, it was great to see you, Steve and Holly, on Saturday evening in the Dog and Parrot. Had a brilliant time, well worth a nine-hour round trip from mid-Wales. It was a great performance by the lads. Richard, always great to meet uh, people uh, from the chat, and thank you for making yourself known. Uh, and a big shout out to your missus as well. I know it was uh, a long way to go, um, and, and a long way to go back without your missus, but at least you had a smile on your face with, with a point in the bag. Uh, Julie says, really hope we can get back up to a match early in the new year. All being well, great to catch up. Julie, it will be good to see you. Um, give us a shout, let us know um, if you are coming up. And uh, Brian says, Eddie is no bull. He openly admitted he stumbled across Joe Linton's best position, but at least he recognised it and has acted on it uh, rather than uh, Mr. Bruce, of course. Um, Ryan says, one thing I can't be negative about is you fans. Absolutely amazing uh, fans. Um, just trying to get down. I've been through that comment. Uh, Gary says, evening to you both. Do you feel like the Man United game is indicative of a team that can stay up? We were really good. Yes. Holly's been raising her eyebrows at me for the last few weeks because... I think she'd written us off. Um, I could see signs of life and I still think we'd stay up. Although, I've got to be honest, I think if we'd lost against Manchester United, we hadn't, let's say we hadn't beaten Burnley um, and we'd lost against Man United, you know, I'd probably be in the same boat as Holly. But I, I genuinely think we'll stay up, Gary. I still think we'll... I think there's, a, I think there's enough... And it all depends now on the transfer window. But I do not think that the new owners are going to muck this new window up. But Holly... I can't really say I'm inclined to say whether it'll go one way or the other. Um, if I was saying right now, I'd still be more on a negative kind of tune that we would be more likely to go down than stay up. But if we do keep up the performances like we played um, against Manchester United, then I think we're more than capable of staying up. It just depends if we do uh, keep up the momentum or not. I think that's what it all comes down to. But always I'm going to look on the more negative side. I think that's just the way I am as a Newcastle fan. Um, being an Ashley era kind of kid growing up in that era, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for you, to be honest. No, it doesn't. Are they both good enough for the top six or top four? So, Steve, no, they don't have a future because they're Geordies. They, they know they haven't talent. I, I get you just, Ginger. I was talking about the long staff. We're not anywhere near the top four or top six. We don't need to worry about that. It's whether they're good enough to keep us up or play a part in a squad to keep us up. And that is the point I'm making. And who knows? And with some good coaching, I still think they could both be players. It's only a few years when Man United were talking about spending £20 million on Sean Longstaff. There was a player in there until he got a cruciate knee ligament injury. As for Matty, um, he fell out with a previous manager. He didn't get on with the previous manager. Didn't like him. Loaned him out. Didn't want him anywhere near the squad. Um, you know, it's when it, when you're at work, if the gap is picking on you and you don't and they don't like you, are you going to put your best performance in? Whether you're a footballer or a brickie or a decorator or you know whatever, work at Milligans. Are you going to be? Are you going to be? Are you going to be putting in your best performance if someone's having a pop at you all the time? Of course you're not. So give him a chance. Let's see what he's like. Let's learn from all of our mistakes with Joe Linton. Um, given the former Shelby and J seven in our midfield three, who would you guys play at the right of the three? A player currently at the club or a new recruit? I still think we need a new recruit um, in midfield. Um, Holly, what about you? 
I think we do need a new recruit. I think Almiron, he's he's probably who you'd put in that sort of position, but he struggled a lot this season. He tries hard, he's very fast, but ultimately he just doesn't do a great deal in, in the attack in front of things. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of Richie, um, but he hasn't had the greatest of uh, greatest of months. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in. I haven't changed my opinion. I think relegation. The problem uh, we've got is how we will play next game. We're still not there yet after a good performance. Still couldn't uh, slate a drunken Man U, says Ryan. He says, a lot of people think Man U were drunk. Um, Ginger again says, so, Steve, who are PIF buying for us as we've seen all the money comes from them? Ginger. I don't know. I don't have any inside information. And neither does anybody else. I've seen one or two, and I'm not going to name them, but you all know who they are on Twitter, uh, saying, deal done for Trippier. This is done. That's done. Utter rubbish. Utter rubbish. Why do people put themselves through that on social media? Why even lead somebody up the garden path? Because some people believe it. They say, oh, well, that deal's done. And then when the player goes somewhere else, we're left scratching your heads because you've read somebody on Twitter. Just ignore these people on Twitter. Utter rubbish. Eamon says, uh, Steve, we played Burnley away the last match. Do you think it could be a clash which decides who retains the Premier League status? Oh, God, Eamon, I hope not. But, yes, it could do. There's no doubt about it. I still think it's going to go at the wire. It's going to be tight. Uh, and that really will be uh, a, hell of a, a hell of a trip to be on. Uh, Raniak stood there, looked like a board geography teacher supervising break time. <laughs> he did keep shaking his head as well. Um, what about the lad from Blackburn, Brayton, uh, worth a punt? I don't know anything about him. Um, I've got to be perfectly honest. So I don't know whether you do, Holly. No, I've never seen him play. Nah. So um, the answer is we don't really know. Uh, would you take a Bamiyang on loan? No, Stephen, I wouldn't. Um, I, I, and that might seem bizarre, um, but clearly he causes an argument in an empty room. Um, that is why Arteta won't have him anywhere near the squad and has stripped him of his captaincy. Um, and I know you're saying on loan, the last thing we need is somebody to come in with a big head um, and a big ego to unsettle a team spirit. The players have got to be players who can hit the ground running. But they've also got to get on with the manager and they've got to get on with the other players. It, it's such a, it's a balance in that, this transfer window. They've got to get it right. Holly, would you take a Bamiyang? I take your point, but don't you think it could be a case of he's been at Arsenal too long and maybe moving to a different club would kind of calm him down a little bit? Um, that could be a possibility. And I, I do think he's a good player, so for half a season, I'd take the risk. Uh, well, see, we don't always agree on things. I just think it could rock the boat. Um, I think there could be other players out there. But yeah, I get your point as well. Pablo says, I honestly don't think we'll buy big or many. I actually think the owners will want progressive and measured approaches and properly scouted. If we go down, it would allow us to get rid of many. Yeah. Again, it's a conversation I think most of us have had in the bars and clubs uh, pre-match and after match. Um, would it be better to go down? But it's never, it's never great to go down. Um, I think it would be better to stay up and I believe we will and J7 uh, was definitely born yes says Rachel thank you it was um, Bazzi Eli says people can hold the price 40 million pound price tag over his head not the player's fault that's what was paid I agree uh, J7 hasn't just improved he's become the best player on the pitch if he can keep it going consistently it's like signing a new top player for free as up front he wasn't contributing anything yeah I agree I, I agree. Uh, we don't need Joe scoring. He's a top midfielder, says Ryan. Uh, this lad, uh, Sewell from Germany, looks a tank, but would need something uh, and someone with pace around him, uh, says Pablo. 
I think we need four, uh, a few four-three wins with the way we play now. It's so much better though a way of playing. Yeah, and we've got the hope back. And I think, Holly, I saw your tweet after the match against Man United, and just saying that Twitter was such a, you know, Twitter and and just speaking of fans in general coming out the game. There's so much more positivity, isn't there? Yeah, that's the best part of it. I think it's just so refreshing because it was so negative for such a long time. Everyone's arguing about managers, players, whatever the case is, but everyone's behind that team now. And I think you can tell that from being in St. James's Park and it's it's exactly what we need. If you want to have a chance of staying up, you need everyone behind the team. Yeah, you do. And 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 that's that's why you know things like war flags are so important. Um, we'll get more than 40 points, in my opinion, which will be plenty this season. I hope you're right. And look, if we'll play like that, of course we will. Guy says six weeks is uh Holly, six weeks is a long time in football, could easily see five or six wins, and we'll be away from the bottom three. I'd love to see it, but I just can't be that positive yet. Because I think you see often with Newcastle we'll have one good game and then the next game you're back down to reality. If we get a top strike and play like that, we'll survive, says Ryan. Dunnell says, agreed, John, 40 points plus and we are sorted. Graham says he wouldn't be disappointed if Newcastle went down, but at least Ashley is gone and PIF are in this long term. Brian, I'll mark it down. He says, mark it down, Steve. We both said from day one, we're not getting relegated. And Alwaleed said it when he visited Newcastle a few months back. We are not getting relegated. He said it on a mic. I'm sure that that will be uh, getting put out quite a bit. Um Get Decker Heggie to be a left-back. Um, I think he might be playing for a, a team, but I don't think it'll be a team on this side of the uh, the fence, mate. Uh, Gria or Steiner, says Goose. I, I don't really know either of those players. Me neither. Other players? Goose? I'm I've assuming. Got no I've got no idea. Have I fallen into some kind of social media trap there? I don't know. Yes, Axel Witzel would be good. Who is Axel Witzel? I've got no idea. I'm not. I don't watch all of this other 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 stuff. I don't um, watch international football. No, I don't. I watch Newcastle, and that's it. I occasionally watch a comedy show when Sunderland's on, uh, like I did the other day, <laughs> um, and they did quite well, to be fair. Uh, Jopadini says, with Almiron, defenses play too deep without the ball for Almiron in the English Premier League to exploit space. Yet at Atlanta, and he is all speed and touch. Still did all right when he came on, though, Holly. Yeah, he did. He did do okay. And listen, he always tries hard. That's all you want from a player. But I just think if we want him to be a part of an attacking front three, I just don't think he's good enough, unfortunately. No, no, no. I, I, look, he's not He's not the answer. Um, we've talked about this before as well. He played well alongside Rondon and Perez. That was probably his best time at Newcastle. Um, your favourite player, Holly. Uh, but Let's yeah, not he's, start that tonight. No, we're nearly running out of time. Um, eight out of our next nine games are against bottom half teams, so a good chance to climb the table. Yeah, atmosphere the other night was uh, class. Reckon we will be out the bottom three by February, says Josh. It was. It was a good atmosphere, I thought. Anyhow, shopping list live on Twitter. Yeah, we know, all know who creates that as well. Um, even in both, I still want to be seeking uh, Mikael Damsgaard in a Newcastle shirt this season. I think he'd be a great signing, says Jacob. Leave Brighton alone. Uh, Blackburn Rovers Football Club, you already stole Shearer. Sorry, Bazzy. Sorry. Um, I'm not sure that's an actual genuine attempt at bringing someone in. I do, I'm, I'm not sure. We need fighters, not divas. Ryan agreed. Mark says, I wonder if the lad going around the concourse turning the TVs off has a remote control that can turn VAR on. Mark, it's another wasted thing in the comments. Tweet it. 
great, great stuff. Great stuff tonight from the chat. We don't need egos at this time. We definitely don't. Um, United were terrible, let's be honest. You, you mean Manchester? Yes. And we nearly lost it a few times, but on the positive, we created plenty, but same old. We failed to hit the little onion bag. Cavani on loan for six months. Oh, take him. Definitely. He's a cracking player. My kind of player. Uh, where was Joe Willock against Manchester United? Was he dropped by Eddie Howe with his recent performances? He's not in the greatest of form at the minute. Uh, I'm not sure where he was. Could be COVID, but we'll not know because of uh, patient confidentiality. Going down will cause so many financial fair play problems. It will make a big difference, says Dan. Uh, love the way Eddie Howe conducts himself. Yeah, we could all listen to him all day at press conferences. Holly, couldn't we? Yeah, it's really, really nice to see. Obviously, under the Steve Bruce kind of era, I didn't really watch any of the interviews, but I'm watching them all and he always speaks so, so well about the club. Love the one with Sean Longstaff and Joe Linton after the match as well. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, 35 points will likely be enough. I think you're right. I think um, it'll be less than 40 that we will need. Uh, still half a season, plenty of games to play. Um, OK, cheers, Lee. Uh, Junior Turner says, I think we're going to be bringing in loans or anything else will surely come with a relegation release clause where we are. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Paul says, we only need one win to get out of the bottom three and we play Watford soon. Yeah, and their players will all be at the African Cup of Nations as well, uh, which is good. Uh, great show both thanks thank you Julie great to have you on as usual back to back relegations the, uh, the Necky fans scare away the new owners not sure what that means Egg Dog um, Alan Partridge back of the net uh, good to have Alan Partridge on and thanks for your comments uh, on my channel earlier on uh, sorry I didn't have any time to reply uh, do we know of any plans for stadium upgrade Gallagher no we don't Lee um to be honest, no, and I don't think that'll be a priority until uh, we know which division we are in. Ah, oh, Belgian centre half, Witzel, got you. Okay, so he's going for like a, um, like a, a Philip Albert type of signer. Witzel's pushing his mid thirty, says Pablo, so he doesn't agree. Uh, Bamiang, uh, he owns a gold coloured car. Do I need to explain more? Says Brian. Um, so there we go. That, that's that's a no from Brian on that. Ian says Eddie House says originally J7 was to be played as a number 10 because of an injury in midfield. Um, uh, he started eight and it works with the training in that position and all aspects, which is great. Um, Rachel, good to see you. Great show. Thanks for doing a live one on your week off. We're going to be back tomorrow. Um, Mick Lowe's is on tomorrow. It was my mistake today. I've had a, bit, I've had a few things going on today. Uh, but Mick Lowe's and me will go live tomorrow at six or seven. And once Mitch touches down, we'll find out whether he's up for it. But it looks as if you will have the three amigos live on New Year's Eve. Uh, half past five till half past seven. I think we'll all be having a drink um, and we'll be chatting Newcastle United. So uh, you spoil this week. We're coming back during my holidays because I think most of us are sitting around bored. Um, don't forget, uh, I am going to be doing uh, the uh, YouTube True Crime Awards, uh, for some of the best podcasts and worst that I've experienced. So if you're into me True Crime, then join us for that. Uh, Holly and I also recorded my dream team. And lots of people saying, oh, what's your dream team? What, what is it? We'll go and watch the programme. So look at NUFC Matters Dream Team with Steve Wraith. It was the last one that was added. Uh, and you can find out who my all-time 11 is and my uh, manager and substitutes. It's a good one, Holly, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was actually really, really impressed. I mean, I knew it would be a good team because obviously you followed the club for years, but I just thought the defence was solid. It's my favourite defence out of all the Dream Teams. Fantastic. Great stuff. Don't forget, I am back. Just with Mick on his own tomorrow. Uh, Mick is, I had a great Christmas, feeling well. 
and uh, well enough to do the show. So six till seven, uh, me and Mick Lowe's will be on. Uh, he was on a night out tonight uh, and I'd uh, forgotten about that. So oh, sorry for leading us up the garden path if you were expecting Mick Lowe's. But me and Mick will be on six till seven tomorrow and then the three amigos will be on on Friday night. Holly, I hope you have a fantastic new year and I won't see you for Everton now because the game's off. Um, so I will more than likely not see you at Cambridge, uh, but we'll have another show before then. Take care, Holly. Have a happy new year and pass on the same to your dad. Happy new year. See you later. Bye. Talking to myself again But it's easy